Well, hello, everyone. It's me. It's Jake. It's time for the show. We're doing the show. We're doing the show again. It's, uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, June 17th. And I've got our show. I've got our show here for you today from, from the Facebook, the YouTube, the Periscope. But this is the audio because you are audio people. You're auditory learners. And uh, I am your auditory helper. Please enjoy this today's com- con- con- conversation. Uh, it's hump day. So we talked a little bit about some hump, hump day hump day things. This is it. Here we go. Here I am. Say hello to me. I've got all the things on. Looks like it's happening. Uh, now, I've try- I'm always trying to streamline the system between when this says I'm on and when I can see myself and see all of you. Uh all of us together in the world of being on. Um, and I th- there's some kind of lag that happens here at the beginning. But anyway, welcome. Welcome. It's Wednesday, June 17th. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a hump day celebration as soon as I can figure out how to um, say hello to everyone. I've got to get my, <laughs> got to get the magic mirror ready. Uh, oh, I think it's happening now. Yes, yes, it's happening. I'm opening this up. We're 27 seconds into it. It looks like on the uh, on the other internet. Hello, Michael. Hello, Jen. Keys. Joan. Scott. Yes. Ah, hello. It is Wednesday. We've made it this Cameliers report. Rachel, good to see you. Yes. Um, hello and welcome aboard for our uh, Wednesday hump day Cameliers report. Spectacular. Uh, I don't know what that means. But, um, yeah, it's Wednesday, and uh, the slight bit of old business. Scott, I never did get the pictures of the ray gun. I don't, I don't know what happened with the email, but I never did get the pictures of the ray gun, the death ray um, that your brother made. Now, let me see if I can get this on the other screen. Where's Belinda? That may be a question that you might be asking. Where is Belinda? Well, through the uh, family tracking app Life360, which we have on our phones, she's on her way back from the grocery store. Now, she has a clock, and she's subject to time, the same as the rest of us, um, if you believe in time. I mean, if you believe in time. And so she's got to be on her way. Um, it looked like she was on her way. Scott, you sent keys to ray gun pictures. Damn, how did I not get those? What happened to me? You have to email them to me, though. I don't know how to get them in the messenger thing. I mean, I do, but I don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jen, you're sick, but you don't think it's varinus. Well, that's good news. Dysentery? God, how'd you get dysentery? I'm the one who's eating the canned chicken. (laughs) You shouldn't have dysentery. Um, Rich to Chooch, funny, when my mom was seven months pregnant with me, she went on a camel ride at the fair the next day. She went into labor, and, and Rich was born. How about that? Well, camel are, camels are kind of jostly. I think we've told the story on here before that Belinda wanted to go to the beach a week before Fanula was going to be born, and um, and she was doing backflips into the surf. And uh, the next day, we went to the doctor, and they said, "Look, we we forget about our, our scheduled cesarean for next week. We need to do it this week because you've." You've jiggled some things around in there. Anyway, I just got a text from Belinda that says that uh, she should be here very soon. Uh, very soon. She says she's close. Um, uh, you're exaggerating about the dysentery. Well, oh, 
So I've been, you know, as we all are struggling with how to keep our keep our uh, shid together during the Varinus, and I and I saw this. Uh, there's this. We get this magazine from UCLA, and I've torn this page out because it's uh, it's talking about some. It's it's an app that survey asks you surveys questions every day, like how you're feeling and what happened today and how much sleep are you getting, and then it predicts whether or not you're depressed, <laughs> whether or not someone should call you. So instead of actually having a therapist or someone who gives a shit, you've got to interact with an app with a with a digital thing, and then it tells the therapist, okay, they something's wrong. You need to talk to them. So that got me looking on the internet. There's there's a there's all these AI artificial intelligence apps for diagnosing your depression or helping you deal with there's there's a thing called Uper and I downloaded it and was looking at it and it's a it's like a daily questionnaire therapist thing but you answer the questions and then you can type in more answers to the questions and it kind of draws you out about what's bugging you I guess. But then some jackass Silicon Valley douche has got all this personal information about you, what your triggers are, what your vulnerabilities are, and I was like, you know, I don't think I don't think I want to uh, the Silicon Valley douche. Of course, they don't tell you it's a douche; they tell you it's only you know expert, licensed good guys that are, have access to that data. But uh, but I I got a feeling there's some douches involved. I mean, if you've had any experience with any. Uh, business. If you've been a customer of any business, you know if you can be sure if there's one person, you can kind of verify that that person's not a douche. But uh, once you get up to a few of them, you're always going to wind up. Oh, Uma, you're a youper. Well, you got to tell me how is it? How is it? Have you had any problems with uh, people uh, <laughs> spying on your bummers? But uh, that's that's really great. That's nice to hear because I, I, I have to admit my paranoia has probably kept me away from um, several things that might be good for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of dysentery talk in the chat now today. Oh, Flavia, your sleep has been abysmal. Uh, yeah, my sleep has been off, off and on, good or not. If I'm getting some exercise, uh, I, I think... Uh, that's helpful if I'm kind of exhausted I can sleep better I tried a little bit of um, the medical eating the medical uh, marijuana but uh, I can't say that I'm a big a giant fan of that Jen you think you got bat flu oh my god that's terrible uh, wow there's oh wow see the AC the AI song generator it did an ACDC song called Great Balls, Much Better Therapy. Yeah, well, I'd like to hear that. That sounds good. Oh, Belinda. Ooh. Belinda's back from the grocery store. A lot yeah. of people a lot of people didn't believe you were going to show up. I'm not. I'm just making that up. I think they probably all did. J'arrive. Come on J'arrive. in. Come on in. Um, Tell me about yeah. where you've been. Well. Oh, you've been to the eye duct. You had your ducts checked. Have my glands. Do you want to see my glands, yeah. everybody? Do you want to see my um, me bobin glands? Um Oh, they're feeling great. They've had a massaging weird machine, hot machine with sort of balls in it that kind of mm. compress all around your eye socket. They're that on. I had the biofilm scraped off up upper and lower lid. Um, I had gel put o- or smeared over and I had an IPL because that on a 
uh, some dermatological uh, setting apparently gets your eye glands going. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's been an improvement in my glands and the oil I'm producing. Well, he would say that. Out of my he? eyelids. No, when I first got there. High-end therapy. Yeah, yeah, no, I have I have given him, yes, um, some money to make my eyes not dry and terrible. I don't want to be an old person who apparently their eyes are so dry that they're miserable all day and they just can't wait till they're going back to bed because they just want to have their eyes closed and be asleep. Well, I hope you're not going to be a miserable old person either. <sighs> oh, God, I'm going to really work hard to not be. I mean, it would be horrible for you. It would be horrible for me. It would be horrible for you guys. Well, Jen, speaking of horrible, Jen, mm. Jen thinks she might have Ebola. Did I get that one? Ebola or, or Oh No, it's not Ebola. It's not Ebola. She thinks she ate a bad Whataburger and she's got some dysentery. Oh, yucky. Yeah. That's not fun, Jen. Yeah. Hey, I would like to say thank you to the people who s- just got right on it and subscribed yesterday. That was really sweet of you. And I do you know your names, but I um, don't want to call them out in case that means I'm not. So you got some subscribers on your YouTube. I got some subscribers on my YouTube. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. That's very... Um, Isn't that nice? Yeah, I know. Just like that. I know. Finally, I know. finally something that benefits you. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, we all know that I'm only in this for me. I mean, mm. isn't that the isn't that the sense you get think, of this about me? Ha- well, that I I'm think just that's like, I think that's one thing we all have in common. <laughs> we're only in, we're the, all in this for ourselves. For each other, yeah, for no, ourselves. Actually, I don't think that's. Any, uh, I think I'm that's a bit hot now. I don't think that's true. I think there's right. uh, there's a lot of people participating in here. But I was talking about this uh, therapy app, and it turns out that one of our uh, well, I don't even know if I I suppose I can call out Uma says she's doing it, and so it sounded interesting to me. But I was paranoid about it because I'm just gonna re- just gonna do my hair. Oh, Jen says she'd yeah, rather be up all night with dysentery than have her eyes scraped. Hmm. Well, they just scrape the eyelids, and the thing about it, Jen, I have to tell you, I've had some, you know, um, some bad food experiences, and this is way, this is not that bad. It's sort of tickly, and slightly irritated. It's sort of, yeah, more tickly. Then he does this other thing where he squeezes your lids after you've had the treatment to see what kind of oil. Because I think I told you last time, guys, you sort of want it to be. You don't want it to be thick like olive oil. You definitely want it to, don't want it to be toothpastey. Then you've got some bad, mm. you know, old juice coming out of those eyelids. You want it to be, you know, the right viscosity. But who the who knows if I've got, you know... Yeah, check the viscosity of your eye juice. <laughs> if you get a we, minute before you go to bed, yeah, check the viscosity you of your eye juice. You, you don't even know how to do it. I didn't even know that I that there was well, such I a thing. Well, I think the standard at-home viscosity test is a little bit of this. Mmm... That feels about right. Yeah, but if you went right into your eye, you know, you'd have your t- the tears that are the first layer, and then you have this oil on top to stop them just completely drying out at all times. Oh. Anyway, blah 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 blah. That was well, a good story. It's hump day. Hump day. Yeah, Cameliers. Hello, <laughs> Cameliers hello, Cameliers. Oh, yes. How's it going, humpity hump hump hump? Um, My- I also went to the supermarché. Yeah. Um, and that was fairly good. Though there are some people who behave a little bit badly. There was this one family and they did this yes, thing. Yes, well, where they let's divided set this up. Let's set this up. <laughs> and now for some more tales of bad behavior at the supermarket during variety. Yes, thank you for the setup. Oh, it's going to be so much yes. better now. Yes. Well, I knew we were in trouble when the three of them came in. You know, 
I knew it. Mm. And one I don't of them know if you've ever written a short story, yeah. oh, but that's the, a great beginning. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble when the three of them first came in. Yeah, I knew it. My sixth sense. Tell us about the group. I got a prickly. Well, first of all, there's the there's the matriarch, the the old lady, and she's got her mask on under her nose, and I'm kind of like, man, come on. The rest of us have got our masks on. My optometrist was telling me he'd just been talking to two, you know, infectious disease guys, and they're like, get ready, get like the mask, because you're going to be wearing one for the next year. Um, anyway, so Except they've got their mask down, and then they're just a bit, they're just a little bit, uh, well, they're naughty, they don't want to follow protocols, and then they want to divide up their groceries into three different carts, so they can all go to the under-12 items lane, and I'm just like... Oh, come on. You're going to take up the three cashiers who are at the under-12 lane when you should be in lane five or seven where the rest of us are? Allow me to share with the audience one of our favorite <laughs> expressions. Douche. <laughs> yeah, it was a total douche move. It's like touche, um, only you say yeah, douche. Yeah, you, I think these guys are clever enough that they, yeah, they get it right. Not right. all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right, yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. all of them. So, yeah, so um, touche when you've got the, yeah, douche when it's a really douchey move. Touche mm. is when you're clever and you say something that, yeah, responds so, to the other person in a, you know, sort of a meaningful way and douche. Yeah. yeah, they were douche. It was a douche move. Jen says uh, mm. undernose mask wearing is a fashion forward statement. And I and I sort of feel like it's I've I sometimes do the pocket mask where I ha- I don't have the mask on cuz we're just walking on the sidewalk but then as I see people approaching I get the mask out and I put it on as if to say to them like I don't want to kill you. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are doing the yes under the nose thing. You know, I get it. I mean the lady who cut the hole out in her nose. What about the one my friend the other day we were at a Black Lives Matter march and afterwards he'd put his mask so it was just over his nose because he's a really good mouth breather. So he thought I'll just, you know, I'll just um, put the mask over my nose. It was quite funny. I did say to him, "Matt, I haven't seen anyone do that yet." And it was quite weird looking. The the profile of it was quite weird, but so anyway. Michael, Michael's. It's now it's time for joke clinic with Jake. Okay. Michael has uh, submitted this. It was the sausage of times. It was the worst of times. Worst. Sorry, I'll see myself out. So sausage and worst, like liverwurst, the sausage of times. And I would say, you know, if we're workshopping that joke, what you want is something that rhymes with best, or something that's similar to you want the best and the worst of times. And sausage is not in close enough to the best. So. Um, you might say brought for the first, like brought is short for brought worst. It was the brought of times. It was the worst of times. And then you've combined them together. But uh, if we had more time, we could probably get that joke up to a solid four <laughs> out of ten. It was the breast of times. It was the worst. of Yeah. Oh. Mm. See, it was the breast of times. Because then you've got frost so. and you've got best and you've got the two yes, of them. Yes, no, I like breast for best, but yeah. I'm not sure that breast and worst go together if we're taking a college entrance exam. Breast and west. What mm. about breast and west of times? Breast and worst of times. It's all in the pronunciation, how you do it. So Jen says that she, know, she's pretty I sure she got that. a shit ton. She said she subscribed... She, she she thinks 20 subscribed for sure, but she sent an email out to 400 people. Oh, Jen! God, wow. It shows, Thanks, pal. It shows that I appreciate uh, she that. really cares. And she does. And let's Aww. not forget, it's hump day, and I'd like to get on with it. Oh. <laughs> what, humping? I've been sitting on these hump facts <laughs> for a week since last week. So, Oh, how does that feel on the bottom? And this is for all of our Texas, Texas fans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so there there are for a while there were feral camels loose in Texas. Mm-hmm. And for all we know there still may be in some remote areas. But yeah, humpin. in eighteen fifty five at Camp Verde in Texas, uh, they brought in these camels because some genius, I, I didn't write his name down, but some genius with the United States military had this idea that uh, the camels would be better to replace horses for the desert, dry Texas climate, um, bringing these camels. Well, it turns out it, they are great. They can go for a long time without water. They can carry a lot more than a horse. And uh, you can't overload a camel. Here's a fun fact. Mm. You can't overload a camel because they, they kneel down when you load them up. And if it's too heavy for them, they won't stand up. <laughs> They're just like, fuck, no. Oh, I love that. Good on you, camels. Yeah. When yeah, humans have yeah, over, yeah, overburdened them, they just go, no. They, just they go like, on strike mm, on not the getting knees. Up. Yeah, not, they take the knee. Not getting they up. They take the knee for not themselves. Yeah, so so they brought in the camels to replace the horses, uh, but then nobody liked the camels because they could be quite cantankerous. If they're, according to the internet, if they're well treated, camels can be very docile and terrific. But if you kind of get bossy with them, they'll they do a bit spit of at you and bite at you, as Dana as Dana has already said. Yeah, um, I, I I I'm really having a hard time on the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, Dana says, this burly guy said, I don't want to wear a mask because of my freedom and I don't like being told what to do. And I said, when you pick up sailors at the bus station, you wear a condom, don't you? <laughs> Dana, you might get punched with uh, that, ty- that type of uh, banter. Um, it, it is funny, though, how people are with the masks because they really just are sort of like, you know, no, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. Well, we do have a, you know, there is the, you know, the guy in the White House who goes around without wearing a mask. Yeah. He who shall not be named because I'm just over naming him. Yes, and, and, and let's get back alien. to camels. Let's yeah. get off of the. Let's get off of the. Oh president. yes, let's get back to sweet spitty so, camels. So, uh, they brought the camels in in 1855, and for basically, you know, five, five, six years, the camels were just there, kind of ready, but they didn't like the soldiers didn't like them. It was a real problem, um, biting, spitting. They make some terrible noises, um, you know. So they weren't using them. And then Confederate troops right before the Civil War uh, ended, I guess, in, in 1861 or maybe just after the... This is what they said. Civil War troops overthrew... Confederate troops overthrew um, Camp Verde and they set the camels loose to cause chaos and, you know... Mm, some mayhem. And, ma- and mayhem. Right. So they turned the camels loose and it was chaos. Camels are a real problem. They ne- And they never... You know, first of all, they didn't like them to begin with. So then, now they're loose. We got to go out in the desert and get the camels. No, we don't really. No, just leave the camels to do what camels camels do. So the camels bred, and how many babies did they? Well, they were out in the desert. Well, nobody knows for sure, but uh, they'd been out there for a while. And at that time, Texas was even more, less populated, more sparsely populated than it is now. And so, uh, so then, decades later, there was a story about uh, in Eagle Creek, Arizona the legend of red ghost and evidently it's one of these camels that escaped from from camp verde or so they think i mean they don't know for sure where he came from but that's the most like that's could be an alien camel who came down on a spaceship Mm, yes it could be a time traveling camel yeah we can't rule out a time traveling camel Yeah, come on man um and so uh (laughs) so but they don't think it's a camel they hear these crazy noises in the dark and they think it's a ghost and they see this giant animal lumbering around so they call it the red ghost 
and it's you know there, it appears here and there on farms and ranches they can't catch it and it's around in the dark and it makes these kind of whaley camel noises I, I, I that's just a, my guess at what a camel sounds like that's like you, olive if she got if she got bigger if you had a few minutes but yeah imagine a giant camel's making that noise and so mm. finally nine years later finally some rancher kills the camel he shoots it he's got his gun out Aww. and he he shoots it. I don't like how that story ended I think the camel should just have or I suppose if it was terrorizing them but so after they mm-hmm. af- yeah <laughs> <laughs> after they kill the camel after this guy kills the camel he comes over and he's surprised he's surprised to find strapped to its back is a skeleton of a guy it was a guy on the back of the camel. One of the stories before this guy shot the camel, they were shooting at the camel and they missed it. But after the camel ran away, they found a skull on the ground. So they loosened the guy's skull. But yeah, there's this... There's this oh, Some God. guy died on the top of this camel or got strapped on. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that story. That was an unexpected turn that story took, Majer. Mm, wow, yeah. yuck. Yeah. Imagine having to run around with a dead geezer on the top of you who's got n- minus his head and then he starts rotting and turns into a skeleton and ugh. Yeah, that's a long that's oh, a, that camel had me. a rough go. The yeah. red ghost. No wonder he was making those noises. That's yeah, he was like, get this guy off me. How Dana says camel fact they don't spit, stupid. they regurgitate partially digested food. Oh mm, and let you have it with that spit balls. Yeah. Here's a yeah. right at you. Take that. You overloading, yeah. horrible human. Oh, I love the thing about they're on their knees and then... Because that's the thing we do with horses, God, and oxen and all the, you know, beasts of burden. We just don't know when to stop. Mm. No. Yeah, I mean, I like people mostly. I like you guys, but some of those other people and some of the things they get up to, I'm just not a fan, Well, I have to say. But let's just, just let's just say how much we all enjoyed... You enjoyed hearing this new camel. A lot of people are really responding... <laughs> Positively, I mean, Jen, yeah. I feel like this is a great horror movie, the yeah. red ghost camel with a skeleton on the back. Who was that guy, and how did he wind up a skeleton? Now, we still have plenty of time left in the show. Um, David R. Darrow says skeletons do not stay together without sinew. Well, the skeleton might have been kept together by the clothing that it was encased in, or, or maybe, uh, I don't know, how am I... They Dana. found a waistcoat the other day that was 133 years old, and it was still intact, and if it was made 133 yeah. years ago, I mean, that was before they had flame retardants, and it didn't have plastic in it, and it had all stayed together, so yeah, if you've got a nice pair of canvas, you know, riding jodpers, camel jodpers on, I don't know what you wear, jod... If you wear joddies or something else when you're riding a camel, but anyway... And Jeff's uh, asking a question. He's he saw me at the oh yes, and he wants to know why DC you're not improv. on the improv anymore. And then, oh, well, do you so want to tell him that that lovely story? Little venue off Connecticut. They just decided they didn't want to. They wanted to give me a pay cut, and I said I didn't want to take a pay cut. And they said, "All right, well then we'll hire someone else for cheaper." And I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and then I uh, so I've been looking for other gigs. That gig that where I saw oh, you was not. Was was for a one nighter. It was all right, but it was combined with some other gigs in the area that were bigger. So my total, my total, um, you know, pirate booty for the week was better than at the 
the improv. But uh, I so still. So the I moral still, of that story is uh, the improv. No, <clears> I still love the DC yeah, improv. Yeah, you know, we had some I'd, fun times there. No, no, That's I, where the girls from DC said to me, "You didn't really do that, did you?" And I'd say, "Yes, I'm from New Zealand. I really yeah. did do that." I'd love to go back to the DC improv. I do love it there. But uh, but yeah, that's the that's the story of that you know you can't. Everybody's got their business, and they got to do their business how they do their business. And I've had the business done to me a number of times, so I'm right. sort of used to it. Yeah, yeah, do the business right back at them. Um, so I'll tell you one thing about having this weird thing that goes on your face and sort of pummels you with, with heat and, you know, balls that sort of, you know, go around your eye socket and give you a workout, is you feel a bit nauseous afterwards. Well, I do. I oh. did. I felt like I could have a little bit of a bomb. Jen says, Magnetic is an amazing oh. drone-filmed extreme sports doc, which doesn't sound exciting, but it is. I could go for an extreme sports doc. Mm. Um all right, Netflix re- recommendation. Um, Sorry, Tangent. Oh, we love Tangents. Are you kidding, Magnetic. Jen? I'm the queen of the Tangent. We watched The Great last night, the first episode of Catherine the Gate, Great, played by Elle Fanning. And what a fun mm. romp that is. A little bit, you know, quite a bit of sex and um, funny and quite... Um, but her uh, husband, uh, what's his name? Peter. Pe- Peter the Emperor. Em- oh, yes. God, he's, he's a real... Yeah, yeah there's a lot of douche with him. He's a douche. He's just douche, douche, um, douche. How non-stop. do you feel? Well, let's see. Did I feel nauseous because I've actually got the uh, varinus? Have I got 98.6 a, on the button. God, on the knob. Wanna, let's see if you're on your knob. Don't touch it to me. I didn't, did I? Yes. Well, I can't see. Let me come in for a sideways <laughs> yeah. so I can really... I'll just get hold me, of your ducks. Yeah, let me get hold of your nose. This is unprecedented, guys. I actually, it? I touched his nose. Yes, it was 97. the same. 97.7. It's as usual. Right. It's as usual. I'm on my usual. We don't have the varinus, or if we do, we don't have a temperature with it. Um, I'm doing great. All right. What, do we have time for a letter from my grandmother? Oh, we certainly have a time for a letter from Granny. All right. So God, I, I should go and get some of the big grandma bag. You look at him. Look well, at the, I, I've been doing the tidying organization up here in the and the the you know this guy. This is so. I did used to have a bag actually that I had my letters from my grandmother. Uh, You've right, still got so them in the envelopes. Oh, this is written to to me and uh, and an ex. Uh, oh God, a girlfriend. That's oh. a bit pukey. Well, it's it's I, I'm, it's really to me. Actually, guys, I'm completely fine with it. I, there's always a letter from there's always a letter from um, uh, from my aunt and my grandmother together in the same one, and so uh, this is this is the one from grandma. The, <gasps> the aunt one is often read better second, but here. Okay, I'm all ears. Uh, all right, I'm sorry I didn't stay up. My birthday, uh, my birthday's October 9th night, and hear you, your skit, and then wish me a happy 90th birthday. I was on the Letterman show, and I wished my grandmother a 90th birthday. Charlotte and I uh, were tired, and we went to bed. <laughs> Just that's that's the reason she wasn't able to stay up. They, yeah, they yeah, I totally get it, Granny. Um, I totally get it. You're ninety. Who could stay up to midnight? My to birthday. There were people here all day, and I received many pretty cards. At Ladies' Aid, the second Wednesday of the month, the Wallison twins <laughs> made a white sheet cake, and the frosting said "Happy ninetieth birthday, Dorothy." How about that? <laughs> and I gave everyone piece and sent two pieces home for Charlotte and I. So oh, we celebrated it 
So we celebrated it. I think there were a few guests that day at Aid. <laughs> Pauline was here in September, uh, the second Wednesday, and we went went with us to Ladies Aid. Charlotte and I are going to Eastern Star tonight, and pro tem for a lady who is taking classes in Marshalltown. Marjorie, my my other aunt, but not related to this grandmother, uh, brought a bouquet and a dozen roses. She owned a flower shop, and with pretty ribbons, and said "90th birthday," and uh, said orchids to wear from the grandchildren from Pauline. So, I guess my father's sister, my aunt, who owned a flower shop, sent flowers to my grandmother anyway sorry to over explain it's turned cold <laughs> no no it's it's really great it's really it's, it's I mean, yeah it's not monday so enough. Hard to be like, and also know. i've got to use the flashlight to be able it's a little dark darker yeah, in be, here than i, I would be was. having a really hard time mm. with a letter unless you were it's yeah. turned cold and feels like snow <laughs> marjorie also gave me a box of russell stover chocolate candy charlotte gave me a pretty card and took me to dinner hope you're busy and happy Lots of love, Grandma. Pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty nice. great. Pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow oh. we can read Charlotte's card that was what in the same envelope. It's a real bummer. Is it? Have I had um, mm. a letter? Because my grandmother was still writing letters when she was uh, ninety. Now that she's one hundred and one, she is not writing letters because her eyesight isn't so good. She didn't have her mayboben, mm. maybeben glands, maybobens, maybonems massaged with a weird, you know, uh, thing. It looks like a bit of a virtual reality machine that you put on your head, you know, but you don't see. We once went to an <laughs> exhibition, and yes. it was Bjork's album after, you know, she had the horrible breakup with Matthew Barney, and she was really hating that guy's guts. So it was like her Alanis Ma- Morissette, you know, Marianne Faithful, you know, um, revenge, but it wasn't just one song; it was a whole album. But they did it. She did it a virtual reality of it, all the songs, and so <laughs> you put these uh, a virtual reality thing, and you sat on a stool. And some of it was cool because you had a little wand, and you could do things, and you could sort of walk down a river with Bjork. But the craziest one, Bjork, because she's supposed to say her name, was you were inside her mouth. It was a virtual reality, and so it was her while tongue was and her now. teeth while mm. she was singing, and it was her uvula, and you know, oh, it was. And that one really, that one made me feel like I could bath. It was way too um, intimate and claustrophobic being in Bjork's mouth. Here's a little quote from Jen. I I know everyone else is reading these, but Mm. I I still have to read them out loud. Jen says her grandmother decided before she was born, women in her family die young. We like to ride the fucking lightning. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm quoting Jen. That's Mm. not me cursing. Yeah. But... uh, She's capitalized even the in that uh, yes, she has. phrase, which yeah. I, I always thought you don't really have to yeah. capitalize the indicators, but maybe it's a title of... She's she's definitive about it. Right, right. Anyway. Yes, well, you go, Jen. Don't mm. hold back. And, um, yeah, riding the mm-hmm, lightning. Oh. Sounds like an adventure. Sounds kind of fun. All right. So... Um, Yep, what's happening now? Well, we've run What are going to do? We've run the What are you going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, we can have a seize the day. Let me ask you a question quickly on home Okay, yeah. Ask me a question and see if I can answer it. I probably can. Oh, I don't want to ask you that one. Oh, is it a personal one? You don't want the answer said out loud in front of everybody? What's the most beautiful drive you've taken? Oh, the most beautiful drive. 
We've been up the PCH from here to San Francisco. Yeah, Very that's beautiful. a really spectacular We've drive. also been up the PCH from the Bay Area up to the Yeah, Oregon from coast. when you go up from where Guerneville is, up beautiful. the Russian River, out to the coast and up there. Yeah, that sort of reminded me of New Zealand. I love the west coast of New Zealand. That's a really pretty drive. Mm. But I do have to say, well, wait, that the west drive coast through of, the forest the up west on the west coast of New Zealand, mm, pretty great. Yeah, and then that one that you do when you go to... Is that you go to Kaitaia, you know, when you're in Northland, so you've gone, you're above Auckland, and then you drive out of, you're driving up to Hokianga, and you drive mm. through this really beautiful native bush, and then you come to, Mat- what's the tallest, what's the kauri tree that you go and see? It's called the King of the Kauris, Matua. Oh. Can you look up the name? Because I feel I bad. can't. Okay, well, I we'll t- tell you all tomorrow. All my devices are in use to make okay, the show. Okay, well, yeah, so you, so you drive the through Kauri. The king That's of the pretty country. beautiful. And, and you know, 17 men or 25 men can, you know, link arms and stand around the base of this tree. It's so enormous. But driving through that coldy forest, I'd have to say, is one of the most beautiful yeah. drives. Yeah. I, I Iceland like was really unbelievable. I we was we did this say. thing, we were driving up. So we went and we slept in a crater for, there was a campground in a crater. We were down in Vic, which is a town on the map, but when you get there, it's 300 people and just off the main road, which is a two lane mm-hmm. road, one in each direction, is a, you know, a football field, which also doubles as the uh, campground. And Jake said, we all said that looks a bit stink. We're in beautiful Iceland. And Jake went, did we tell him the story already, how we slept in the extinct ca- uh, uh, volcano we crater? We may have. Anyway, Just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. So, it, so we drove up, and as we drove up, the sun was low. You know, it doesn't set in the win- in the summer there, so it's twenty four hours sunlight. So there's still some light, but it's quite weird because you're driving through all this lava kind of you know black sand, and it looks way scarier than it is. And we're in our weird, you know, the camper we told you about. You know, the you know it's like a padded cell for three, mm. and we're driving up there, and it's pretty unbelievably beautiful and then when you get there the crater is absolutely spectacular because enough ash fell on it that the that the bottom of the crater is completely flat and then it's got these fantastic craggy um, that go up about uh, 30 40 maybe even 50 feet the sides you're, you're yeah, down and they're, inside and they're all, the crater on the, and it's all grass in there yeah and they've got all moss and green oh, on them so they're beautiful, so beautiful. and then Every camping ground has a communal place to eat. Well, this one was a cave inside the side of the, you know, the crater, you know, that was still there. And it had these wooden tables and sort of water dripping from the ceiling. And then there were little um, candle, you know, the candles were hanging around on the walls. It was very beautiful. And it was a fantastic place to sleep. But on the way out the next day, I mean, the scenery was beautiful going in. On the, on the way out, it was sort of like... Oh, you know, one incredible vista after another. And then we stop. I've got a feeling like I have told you guys this story before, so bear with me if I have. But anyway, we stop. And then we're looking back. Because people go to Iceland just to do, uh, you know, Game of Thrones tours because they shot so much of the stuff that, you know, this is where Jon Snow went down on his girlfriend. This is the cave. You can go in it. But when we were looking back on this vista, it actually had a plaque saying this was in the blah, blah episode of Game of Thrones. And, and to look um, down from that point on, onto the river as it was coming in and splitting in the glacier. And, yeah, it was yeah, no, it was, it's just so... Highly so, recommend uh, yeah, Iceland. to rent a, even a small van and drive around Iceland camping. <laughs> oh, the smaller so the van, the better. It's the more intimate. In fact, if you just got a bicycle and a tiny hat, that's good enough. Um <laughs> Well, no, you have a hat big enough so that it feels like you're in a... That's you know. a tent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we that was a really great trip. That was a great trip. But the west coast of New Zealand, not 
There's so many beautiful drives in New Zealand. Yeah, there are beautiful drives in New Zealand, Anyways, but I have to say, yeah. Maybe I tomorrow. Let's do... Let's oh, do a shut up now? Is it time for well, you? Well, yeah. we're wrapping up the show. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. I love you. Uh, yeah, I know. What do you think of marriage shut is Shut up right and, now? and I love you. Or I love you and shut up. Oh, I'd say it's easily, you know, in the nines. Me too. <laughs> oh, look at that. Even I'm barely seeing you today because Same we got up and had quick breakfast and you've been off working into the grocery store. I know. I did this really fantastic Zoom meeting about... Um, uh, racism. Today's uh, today's quote is from uh, Stephen Covey. Who's he? From uh, Seize the Day, thanks to Rachel. Yes, thanks, Rachel. Um, Stephen Covey is the uh, author, I'm fairly certain, of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a book that I really recommend. I've, you I've, have that I'd, book. Well, I have a workbook about it, but I I had uh, I'd heard about that book since forever, and I thought it was some kind of not to overuse the word douchey today, but uh, I thought I thought it was sort of a douchey business helper book. But uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, there's a couple of really great ones in there. Um, my favorite thing was uh, was about you know you need to seek to be seek to understand before you try and un- be understood. You know, listen before you talk because people don't care what you think until they think that you care. And uh, it w- it's a great book. I, I would listen to that again. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You can get it from the library. It's a great audio book. Okay, I'm um, just going to say before you do that, because there's been a bit about native bush. We don't call it native bush anymore because, you know, people are a bit silly about what well, <laughs> we call it. We call it we call it rainforest because that's what people like. Oh, yes. Well, they but native native forest is what you would call it or native woods. We'd call it where I came from. But, yeah, they call it a bush. And then bush, the bush, the yeah. bush pun. Even though no one, there's no, all ladies are now. They don't have bushes anymore. Well, that's nobody's the, got a bush. Oh, everybody's, that's nonsense. Everybody's the, landscaping the big their bushes back. Apparently. Well, I, yeah. I sure. So, so Ramon, you're a little bit out of touch. I hate to tell you, darling, because apparently, yep, no, it's back. Yeah. Yeah. Seventies. I, I, sure, I sure hope so. I sure hope that. I sure hope the seventies pushes back. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. Stephen Covey. Non-sexist. We've gone a little bit off road now. Yeah, obviously, we're back to seven uh, fabulous habits for your native bush. He says, "I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions." Oh God! Yes, that's yes. I yeah. Wow. So it's not what it's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, I. Do know. you get it? Are you I, trying to poo-poo that advice? Well, it's just a little. I mean, I get it. It's it's. He's right. Okay. Well, good. It seems a little um, pleased with himself, but you know. But he's right. <laughs> I don't know. Lynn is a little jealous when someone else nails it. Um, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's. I mean, I almost feel like saying "oh, douche" to him, but maybe it's because he's written a book called "The Seven Habits of the Seven Highly Successful People." I mean, he's probably probably it's all right. He's probably right on everything he says. I'm going to explain to you. <laughs> I got a feeling our marriage is going to get down into the eights in a minute. Yeah, we, I'm going to get a I'm talking gonna, to get after off. the show. I'm going to get. I can feel it coming. I'm going to get I'm a bit get of off. a. I'm going to get a bit of a talking to. Everybody's, uh, everybody's. But it's all right, guys. Don't worry. I can completely handle it. I can handle him. Jen's it just gonna, seemed a little like. Jen's going to take her emodium and, and uh, stop pooing. Tighten up her poos for tomorrow. Yeah, good. We'll see you all tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thursday. We're halfway it's through this. It's going to be great. The middle of this week. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And keep it native. Please. Gamaliers. Yeah. Come on, Gamaliers. Do yourselves a favor. Uh, I've lost control of the show. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.
<laughs> there's a bit of Velcro on the back of the thing, and when you go back, I keep on sticking no, to it. No, that's from the weighted weight vest, which you can oh. get into tomorrow. We'll see you all tomorrow. Oh, my God. A weighted weight vest? We'll see you You're tomorrow. a freak. You're a freak. Oh, you are a freak. Oh, uh, who's a freak? Oh, I don't think it's me. I don't think it's me just because I have a weighted vest for my exercise, my habitual exercising. Uh, I hope you are habitually exercising and uh, taking care of yourself in other ways. And try out Youper. I guess maybe it's a thing. Um, have a great uh, Wednesday night. We'll see you tomorrow on Thursday. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later.